Man. <laughs> Malaya back in the motherfucker. Malaya's in this up? motherfucker. Man. Back on this thing. One more time. We back on this mic, Black Joy headquarters. Hey, this thing. I don't want to hear no shit. It's our Black Joy anniversary. So, hey. this is the mic that got y'all here. <laughs> yes. Black Joy Jubilee wouldn't even be birthed if it went for this Hello? mic in this room. Hello. So, you, you respect the home house. <laughs> Just because your orders. Since your mama house ain't what mm-hmm. you, it ain't, you know, it ain't Buckhead or nothing. And let me but tell you But the home house is where, you know, all yep. of this, all of this start. That shotgun house. Yep. And y'all the middle of the ass. Y'all should see Al Sharpton shit in New York. <laughs> the National Net, like that, it looked, okay, I'm not going to go there. You haven't seen it. It just looked like a church fellowship hall. Mm. But this nigga on the whole ass CNN. It's so. a home house. The home house <laughs> ain't gotta be all ornate or whatever. This is this is home base. headquarters. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is where we started. This is the beginning. Hey man. And happy Malay, birthday. Happy birthday. You did it. It's been a year. Yes. <laughs> happy birthday to you both. Like your verses. I'm so blessed to have witnessed this whole thing. Yes. 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 And be a part of it. Is this like the third time? Is this my third time on the mic? Yes. yes. Thank you for <laughs> having me back. Of course. And every time Malaya on the mic, we you know we got a song. Yes. yes. <laughs> Always got a remix. Bad and Brew, how be doing their shit. Yes. <laughs> we got to remind them, like, where these, this started. Like, we got Flower Crown on the... Our, yes. our past hits. Yes. We got Flower Crown on the dick. Yes. You know, we got to... Uh, I'll, I'll ruin, ruin your, your life. life. Yes. Boy. Yeah. I'll ruin <laughs> Mm. Mm. <laughs> them ad libs are iconic iconic <laughs> looking like a snack looking like a motherfucking <laughs> snack that's when we got one of our first um white splainers by the way mm. coconut oil breaks down condoms latex condoms latex condoms okay they Whatever. work great though on lamb skin <laughs> So, and for nature. those of y'all busting it open, anyway, so those are our hits of the past. Who have gone to so we got mm-hmm. and have consensual conversation and a lot of conversation and trust. Ashe, 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 these babies came from somewhere, y'all raw dog and asses. <laughs> Shout out to the baby. Shout out to the yes. future. <laughs> Shout out to the raw doggers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's our next song? Dogger. We don't have to raw dog in secret. No. Know? No. That's that that's actually the problem. That is also true. <laughs> yep. I mean, <laughs> what is what is, the mis- what is real the home with this I tried my best. Yeah, she tried. really is. And it's the one, it's the Black anniversary. <laughs> like, this how did we already here. get to talk? about raw dogging and we haven't even said who the fuck is on the mic yet we have I they already know Malaya <laughs> okay fine <laughs> raw we can tuck this shit into I the <laughs> no this can't be after midnight type no. shit man I be talking about bloody pussies so you know, we out here daytime daytime television bloody pussies what's good we ain't even did the intro yet. we don't Lord, get no handles Jesus. before the end this uh. is small talk nigga <laughs> no I'm trying to Change up. I'm changing the fucking conversation. <laughs> Jasmine wrote us a new song in honor of the ratchery that is on this fucking mic. 
One like, year. I feel like the first post when we like pushed this out was going back and looking at him. It's like, by the way, we're fucking adults and on our free time we cuss. We cuss and we rap. And we rap. And now we're like, this is what we want to spend the majority of our time doing now. Psych. We're cussing still. <laughs> This is life. Though. This is One life. Year. In and out of the studio, bitch. Right. I got a motherfucker on my soul. Shit. Amber got a cuss on her spirit today, this Saturday. She is. I'm grateful. Ooh. I'm grateful. Uh, I feel at home. Y'all, I'm the headquarters. I just again. had a good night last night. Yeah, yes. I see it. You, mm-hmm. could, you a glow. All right. Yes. What's the song, Jasmine? Amber is. Let me just say that Amber <laughs> is freaking out on in real time right now because she got to talk about love and relationships today. <laughs> Every time we do this, this is how she starts acting. And I just want y'all to pay attention. <sighs> I have decided not to pay her awkward ass no mind. And she got the keys. <laughs> she need to chill out, though. Seriously. The Black Joy Jubilee love you regardless. <laughs> <laughs> doing this <laughs> but I am a very loving person I just prefer not to put it on some shit that Blue Ivy might hear you know what I mean like, she, that's why she gotta hear that it that is though. true but th- okay you're exactly right yes. I'm, I'm Hannah listens to the Black Joy mixtape <sighs> you're right Hannah is Blue Ivy's goddamn peer yes <laughs> They mm-hmm. both dance. They are both iconic visionaries. They pose game are who? Fleeky. On fleek. They're understand? really good. They're both really good at Snapchat. Yes. yes. Show I'm... me the little filter thing. Yeah. Yes. yes. Can they... connect everything. This is Not how... when they want to be bothered and don't. Yeah. So Ivy is like, I see you. I don't. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> You're not. All right. Can I speak Either to way, Amber? I'm living my that life. That sounds familiar. <laughs> Can I speak to Amber? All right. I'm All right. Done. We're going to get through this. I'm not going to be fucking awkward. <laughs> I'm Same. not. Same. But I am going to give. I'm a little rusty, y'all. I'm going to give. I'm going to give. I'm going to be as honest as possible. All right. Full yeah. stories. I'm ready. I'm ready. Choo-choo. Let's do it. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Janice, the King of the South. And you are about to listen to the, the Black, Black Joy, Joy Mixtape. Hey, what it do? Ow. It- I'm a Delta. We love putting bursary <laughs> on like just mm-hmm. made up anniversary day. I say. It ain't made up. These are real. It's made up because we was made up. You know, made. 
made down. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Just, you know. Okay. So Delta Burst. Unaffiliated Negro here. But, you know, I, <laughs> I, down. I love me some anniversary. So Black Joyversary, you know, just really is on my spirit. You mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. you are affiliated. You and the Black Joy. Yeah. You got a Black Joyversary now. Congratulations. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Made October twenty one. All one word. <laughs> one word. Black Joy Versary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with any other versary. No. Just Black Joy Versary because it's our what? Anniversary. Yes, it is. That it is. <laughs> and if you are in the Black Joy, you know, universe, like it's a lot of people talking about Black Joy. If you got like a Black Joy Versary, you can celebrate that too. You know, mm-hmm. spring. 15 in this thing. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag. Okay. Black yeah. Joy Versary. Black Joy Versary. <laughs> I definitely have. If you have like a skincare line that you've created since starting listening to the Black Joy Mixtape, yes. if you created mm-hmm. like a a black women's campaign, if you, you too have a Black Joy you Versary. You too have a Black Joy Versary. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> I'm over y'all. You are in <laughs> this sisterhood, rooted in matriarchy and blessed mm. witches and yes. magic and the original ancestors and cocoa butter. All and that shit. Coconut oil, oil and <laughs> shea butter. And rose water. Just mm. smells Soil. like warmth Floral and honey and, and butter and ooh, mm. warm bread. Mango from in the tropics. Yeah, you know, just, just juicy. Sticky mm. rice. Right. Mm. Mm. Humid than a motherfucker. Just, just the air is thick mm. on this Black Joy version. Mm. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's humid than a motherfucker. And you I'm still want to be touched. <laughs> just oils and greases mixing in on <laughs> all the juices. <laughs> Man, tomorrow is hey. here and Ooh. I don't Ooh. have to wait. It's, it's our black anniversary. Hey, black anniversary. <laughs> From flower crown digs to cool color blind pricks, it's our black anniversary. Hey, black anniversary. It's our black anniversary. Black Jubilee. Yeah. Ah, Black Jubilee. When Jesus <laughs> Find your notes, daughter. Find your notes. I ain't got them. I ain't yeah. got them. That was beautiful, Jasmine. I love that. If yes, you want to add you. verses online, please do. Please do. We love a freestyle. Another song. So, we are recording a special episode, yeah. Jasmine and I, with the God Himalaya. Thank you. Yeah, um, welcome me. back. And, you know, Jasmine put out a call, was like, give us questions, ask us things. Because sometimes we love doing the headlines, but we also love just shooting the shit, getting to tell y'all more stuff about us. Apparently, y'all like it. Y'all like to hear us talk about yes. lives. It's interesting. I mean, the personal is political. Very and, political. Uh, shit, our healing processes, uh, harm in public, etc., mm-hmm. is 
if we don't politicize these personal experiences, then we can actually move into a more healing, supportive, collaborative, compassionate world. Yeah. So, and I'm more, I'm, I find my, I love to discuss like theories and topics. Like what is this black liberation utopia look like? But if we don't start to put those things into practice on our way there, how will we know what to implement when we get to the other side? Yeah. Exactly. And I think that a lot of, the thing that's so powerful for me about the Black Joy mixtape and just even before coming to this mic is we're trying our best to open up this idea that you can start to ask questions about how you're moving through your life that are centered on the po- politics that we're all building. Mm-hmm. If you want to be woke, what does that look like to be um, this quote unquote woke in your personal relationships? If you want to have... Um, meaningful relationships with black businesses what does it mean to have meaningful relationships with your black neighbors like these things don't have to exist with your black ass partner with your black ass partner and it doesn't always look like wearing a dashiki and giving up the swine like sometimes (laughs) what it looks like is just having a practice a more intentional practice about uh, how we heal with um, each other, right? In mm-hmm. such a like, uh, my friend Erica said, we are surviving in some really troubled times, mm-hmm. and so like we not existing, we aren't loving and living in isolation from these headlines, from right. these from these political decisions. Right. When our loved ones are in places where our government has decided to abandon, mm-hmm. like. That still comes into our homes. It still comes into our bedrooms. Yeah. All that stuff. It doesn't when, stop at the, the doormat at Yeah. All. When you ain't getting paid fairly, if you aren't like getting a, 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 a fair wage, the wage that you deserve, you just don't go to your home and just cut that off. Be well adjusted. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> when you walk through the threshold of your home. It's just yeah. not. Yeah. No, so like, what what are our practices of resistance? How do we uh, create, um, become uh, fertile ground for one another? Mm. Um, how are we water? What would you say? We if we are plants, how do we water for one another? Yeah, like um, how do we divest from um, capitalist centered work, wage centered mm. work, which is important. You deserve money. Yes, you do. Yes. As long as food still costs money, yeah. black people deserve to eat. Yeah, well. And <laughs> well, to abundance. Well, well. Exactly, well, well. To extend that, that capitalist-centered uh, labor. Like, move that from the center and, like, really focus on the work that makes living with yourself. Because we are with each other the longest. Nobody knows the stories, mm-hmm. the experiences of ourselves better than ourselves. Right. And this is a journey to peace with ourselves. And, like... How we exist in community is a reflection of that peace. Yeah. And black people are so, so often we don't get the space to do that work because we it's seen as a luxury mm-hmm. or a leisure to like say, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to sit here and read up, like focus on my healing, read my damn self, like right. figure out what's making me feel good, what's not making me feel good. Because we were talking about this earlier. We have... Not even on our own lives. We talk a lot on the show about how black girls, girlhood or coming into womanhood is also often shaped by trauma. That has been generations so. Right. And what does it mean to actually turn that inward and start to do that work? Because we're so forced to preserve, um, 
push out this image of like hard working ass black exactly. people. Mm-hmm. I'm working for something. I'm working for someone. I'm productive. Grinding. I'm grinding, nigga. I ain't seen the back of my eyelids. I ain't right. sleeping. I'm, I'm taking to the shit. I'm I'm a provider. I'm hitting the I'm the bacon. I'm all this shit. But like at the what end of the day. What bitch working as hard as me? You have to sit and there. She's Six, she is breaking down. Oh God! Don't for Cardi B. Cardi B, girl. And tell that's them what folks. it looks like. Self preservation. <laughs> like that's that's how you can continue to give and extend yourself. And I'm glad we're talking about love and relationships because I I think that also looks like you know like non sexual relationships yes. mm-hmm. like non sexual relationships with people of the same sex, opposite sex, you know, whatever. However you identify, like. Just loving each other intimately with no sex attached to that and like allowing space for people. Penetrative sex. Right, yes. Oral sex. Yeah. Like, and allowing space for people to love themselves intimately Mm -hmm. in those relationships because, like, I'm sure Cardi B has people that love her, but like, she's running down on herself. Like, Mm -hmm. So you're referring to you went to go see Cardi B yes. this yes. week here in DC. <laughs> and she was homecoming week. Yes. And she was <laughs> sick on stage. She was sick on stage. So first of all, we this line was so long at this concert because all of the bad bitches in the DMV came out to see Miss Cardi B child. Yes. So, <laughs> so hours to wait in line, hours to wait for her. And it's like all because she's sick. Like, you know, she also, she was contracted to come on later in this, like later in the night, but it prolonged it because she was sick and she was like doing all these things to preserve herself, preserve her voice. She was like, "My throat hurts. I can't hear out my left ear, but I'm here about to get this bag, get this money." And it was like, "Yeah, we respect your hustle, like you know, grind and get it, but." Sis, we gonna be here. Yeah, you know, we. If we you love come back, you. right? We're not going anywhere. <laughs> we yeah. can easily make alternative plans. There yeah. are festivities during the homecoming week, leading into the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> many things on the calendar. Yeah. Take care of yourself. <laughs> so this is like the vein of all this. I think talking about love is like talking about the self. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to the political self, the, the news political and politics. Self. Of the self. This is the headline, my Um, nigga. This right here. When a motherfucker tell you you might not have health insurance next year. Right. You might want to stop worrying about these fuck niggas. Yeah, that that is a it's about time to look inward. How do I keep myself healthy holistically? Mm -hmm. You know, because um stress we know stress induces a lot of sickness within ourselves. And like sometimes we get stress from our intimate relationships. Sometimes our friendships are stressful. How do we how do we do better in those? So that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> how do we do more than write Facebook statuses is the essence of a lot of this stuff. Well right? or because we're starting to examine them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what what do we need to follow? What do we need from ourselves and our communities to follow through with taking care of some of the issues you're starting to see. Well, Facebook statuses are inherently political because what we know about the origins of Black Black Lives Matter is it started from a Facebook status. Yep. According yep. to that story. That story. If it, <laughs> it, that, that story. So yeah. if we legitimize uh, Facebook statuses to, to legitimacy or... Uh, to an entire movement, then Facebook statuses are legitimate for uh, are legitimate places for us to name 
our aggressors, the people who are mm-hmm. causing us harm. And instead of looking at statuses as, you know, well, why would she get on and say that? Why would why would this person, you know, do that? Like, mm-hmm. we have to recognize that people are maintaining a lot, and we are doing a lot of this shit on our own. And sometimes when people decide to click enter, like, on some shit, it's because they can't shoulder it by themselves anymore. Mm. And, like, I see that oftentimes it's, like, um, I, for, just for lack of better words, like, a cry for help, like, a cry for support, a mm. cry for, like, I see I need me. y'all more than ever right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> we have to break the chains of shame and all of that because that's some white people shit, like, for real. Like, white people have created an entire system of dog whistles harming and people like yeah of, of giving consequences to the people who That's are right. bold enough to name their aggressors we're yeah. watching that um with Haiti like a entire country right now is being punished and has so much stigma because they were bold enough to say yeah we no longer we have been colonized and we no longer want to be colonized and, like, because they had the nerve to, to resist, to actually hold an entire revolution, they are still being punished by that and still having to pay off the debts mm. of said revolution. Mm-hmm. So if that can happen on that level, like, what's happening to us individually when we are bold enough to say, this person has harmed me? Mm. And, like, yeah. And it's really an opportunity It's an to- opportunity. To, I I describe um, when I work with organizers, because again, we're going to go back and forth between the personal and political because they're the same. Mm-hmm. When I work with organizers, like you can't, you can't address an issue that you can't name. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just when we're organizing to shift systems, we're not just saying, I want to take down white supremacy. You're like, no, I want to take down the head of the NFL by this name, by this date, mm-hmm. and to do all these things. And even when we're organizing within our communities, I feel as though stating my politics, whether it's centered on women, whether it's pro-LGBTQ, it's me trusting you that you can hear me and that you can change mm-hmm. if I'm trying to move someone. And that has been like, yeah, it's been like a really great opportunity. Like you can't organize or move people that you're not willing to tell a truth to. Yeah, and being able to take down the head of the NFL, like that feels nebulous, especially when in a lot of our communities we can't even take down the head of our church. Mm. Or we can't take down um, the, the, the main uncle. patriarch. Exactly. Yeah, that's who's, what I was just saying. Being and our ridiculous. family. Yep. Yeah, your, your father, mm-hmm. your uncle, right. your brother. Exactly. You know? And there's a Calling line. that nigga on Father's Day just because, even though you know you don't want to talk to him. You yeah. don't want to deal with that. Because mm-hmm. he ain't deserved a happy Father's Day. Yeah. You don't deserve. You don't deserve one. No. Yeah. Father's Day. It, like, yeah, we've had this conversation, us three. Um, like, uh, Father's Day came around and... You know, we were really interrogating why is this day so funky for us? And it's because we live in a patriarchy, right? Right. Like, we celebrate men. Like, men are exalted and upheld every day. Now, of course, when we go across race, that becomes stratified. But there's still some privilege to being a masculine 
um, person, mm-hmm. right? So, like, the wage gap, like, uh, you make more money, you tend to do less home labor in the private sphere, you... Like, there's just a lot of different benefits from this body. And then, like, we have Father's Day, and you wonder why you only got a tie. Like, why people are so <laughs> ambivalent. Right. A pack of socks. You don't do shit, nigga. <laughs> a why? Why? Like, 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 man. I watch my mom on your shirts every goddamn <laughs> day. That shit nigga. pissed me off. Like, yeah. Your play before hers. And she clipped this whole ass. Right. Meal. It's Father's Day, and my mom still deserved the one up, nigga. The fuck? Or it's just like, it's just different. It's always like a labor, though. And my family's like, oh, it's Father's Day. Yeah. Like, it's, and it's not like knocking y'all. It's just, what is the reality of why people are like so like just so dry about this day and so like yeah it's unnecessary and like celebration (laughs) right and as we move why do we have to have a black history month (laughs) why do we have a mother's day and not a father's day Day. I'm sure that's how that shit got oh yeah yeah they're like well just mother's day is just so beautiful what about us And like, yeah, it's like, okay, as we decentralize patriarchy. <laughs> I feel like it's what these are one of those moments of the Black Joy mixtape where somebody is listening to be like, I totally I, fucking definitely I knew it. She they hate us. <laughs> I knew it. I don't know why it's been a year listening to these bitches who hate my ass, but I still wanna fuck them. But <laughs> And I still would if they get me. <laughs> Just oh, these bitches get on my. Ooh, nose. I knew they hated niggas. They hate their own goddamn daddies. <laughs> they even wish they daddies a happy fucking Father's Day. Okay, listen for another twenty minutes so we can give you a fucking politic and you be okay. At she, the you ain't got to wait that long, baby. It's I like, love look. when they be on the Instagram and be like. Black China is a fucking gold digger and you bitches is wrong. <laughs> but I, I love you. But I love, I listen every week. <laughs> you, My God. I know you Black smell power. like brown sugar and the sweet tea of the earth. Black Please queen. follow me back. Please. <laughs> Hi, I'm here. Blessings. Black power. I see Black you walking queen. to work. You look great. But you bitches. You, you bitches. No. <laughs> All these feelings <laughs> at once. Y'all, that is but fucking hilarious. It is. But like as we decentralize exactly. patriarchy. Decentralize the day. <laughs> it's not about shit. Yeah, it's not. It's which like, I can't wait to get into that. Have the ability, as we decentralize patriarchy, we have the ability to be like, yeah, so here here are the guidelines to get a happy Father's Day. Yep. Exactly. This, here's the checklist. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe we implement that with like the uh, mothers or whatever. Like we, we have the ability to create community centered mm-hmm. um, practices for ourselves. We we kind and no, we're not going to celebrate you for like combing your baby's hair. Yeah, like, we, that's okay. Right. Sorry. You home with your kid, bro. You do. That's your job. <laughs> we have years and years and years of trauma that we document through history. We can tell y'all yeah. about the 400 years of bondage, and then we got free, and then they said psych, and then they put us in prison. And, and the then... welfare check went down, and you had a man in the home. And then we had Jim Crow, and then we started marching, and then they started killing all of then us, and then we got drugs. And then they drugged us up. <laughs> And, 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 and they, they gave us a job. 
and then it cut to food stamps and then like god damn we ain't god, god damn, we nigga. ain't had a documentation of goddamn a practice mm-hmm. of healing no century do we have centuries of healing processing that shit yeah. processing yeah it's more like it, the movement keeps going until like someone gets killed man and then people have to go into like like to hear James Baldwin talk about getting those um, door knocks and those phone calls about his friends dying, mm-hmm. but never like wrote can't about stop. that. Mm. Can't stop going. The only person, well, I wouldn't say only person, but that's why I've been reading more Audre Lorde mm-hmm. because she documented her shit. Like yeah. she documented her cancer. She documented mm-hmm. the erotica, which I think is a pleasure. Pl- focusing on pleasure is a relief. From the fucking black trauma. Yeah. I often talk about black joy as like, I'm so tired. But see the value and the honor of Mm -hmm. organizing around black death. Yes. Oftentimes people, there's not a bench by the roadside for some of our um, enslaved folks and people who have been um, uh, oppressed in in our legacy and our generations. But we can also be proactive and organize around our joy too. The system of like... It's more than just saying black is beautiful. Yeah. It's more like, what's the practice of that beauty? Yeah. Outside of like, okay, we're taking time to do tutorials around like makeup. Great. Like, what does it look like for our folks, our, our makeup artists to also talk about like practices of care? Right. Like, adornment. You know, adornment. And, time. and like, yeah. just. And that's happening. I mean, like, yeah. the, wave, the wave of that is happening in excitement. Yeah. And I, like, I think it starts with, admitting that like or acknowledging that we've been through all of this shit that we've been through centuries of trauma that we come into this world inheriting trauma and pain and Mm -hmm. you know like being triggered by that shit when when stuff happens that reminds us of those things but I think getting to the point where you can realize and like yeah acknowledge that you that we don't know you know and like like I'm wrong. Like I fucked up. I'm wrong. How can I do better? You know, mm-hmm. like that is where the practice of healing and like actually doing better comes from is realizing that I don't fucking know. I don't know. I mean, we don't even know how to do our jobs. Of course, we don't know no, how, how no. to do our personal. I skimmed life. my way all the way here. Yeah. So I, <laughs> it's yeah, okay until you fucking make it. it, and it's like okay. And then to, you get up here and you realize everybody else is doing the same. Right. Yeah. And it's like well, yes. Let's acknowledge that shit and like start really figuring it out as we go like together mm-hmm. and not like faking it out into like no ask each other check in with each other check yeah. in with each other admit when you aren't whole like it's yeah. just and that doesn't mean I can't do my job no that right. doesn't mean that I can't I'm a human this yeah. is happening simultaneously I'm coming to the spot like me and Amber the other night, like, I was like, okay, I thought we were going to have this conversation. I don't want to do that. Instead, um, I'll tell you about it later, but can we just make sure we go dance tonight? Mm-hmm. And, like, just that is, like, a community practice. Right. And, like, when we were able to check in about it, we did. Right. You know, like, we, there's just so many things, so many expectations um, for for us and ourselves and like I think even like when Amber and I uh, embarked on the Black Joy mixtape 
um, just us, like Amber talking about us giving these disclaimers around cussing and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's this notion around when you decide to be an organizer or a person who talks Ooh, about social child. issues or whatever, you got to have all this shit figured out. Yeah. And I'm not interested in feigning um, perfection. No. Like, I am. No, thank you. Like, I'm just doing a lot of shit. Like, I'm doing a lot of shit while also being really intentional with myself. And I'm fucking up. Like, (laughs) like I'm out here just doing shit and also just being intentional around like, okay, does this harm me? And doesn't harm others. Like that's mm-hmm. really where I'm at. Right. But I'm not seeking perfection. I'm just I'm just seeking like wholeness. Truth. Wholeness. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. wanna... Harmony. That's what that is. <laughs> and really that is what our ancestors teach in the practice of Ifa. It's like how do you honor your ancestors, you know, the creator, the Orishas, and your community, like the natural, like you know, happenings around you. All of this is a part of us. Like, our community is pieces of us. Right. And taking care of our community is taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I have a question, and I want to go on this theme of, like, what you don't know. Cool. So I want to go along this theme of, like, what you don't know. And this is something I've um, shared with um, Jasmine a little bit. So over the last, like, year Mm -hmm. or so, I have been not even a year I would say like since this summer but I have been um reteaching myself sex ed mm. because I'm from Columbus Ohio shout out to shout out OH what's up I-O, and, <laughs> and this bitch on this mark Josh was like okay so <laughs> Mississippi though I mean I, I'm just saying I'm, I'm the king of the south I give a shout out every region. I got that whole thing just on lock it's all good <laughs> every episode every episode <laughs> so basically that was like one and I, I've worked in sexual health now since like at least 2011 uh-huh. 2010 which is when I discovered RJ blah 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 you all know my last story but uh-huh. I've been reteaching myself sex ed because as I'm advocating for comprehensive sex ed it's very cl- it's because we don't have it across mm-hmm. all 50 states exactly not only do we not have sex ed across all 50 states we don't have comprehensive sex ed and we certainly don't have sex ed that is like justice centered non-stigma and like we definitely after not giving the kids sex ed like adults just don't get it like you nope. just don't magically get sex ed uh, no like, it never you gotta be intentional as fuck yeah I think RJ me, I came out RJ around the same time reproductive justice in uh-huh. 2011 mm-hmm. and like one of the, the first day I was there, somebody had like one of those felt ass pussies, like the, <laughs> the ones that's made out of like the Sesame Street character shit. Yeah. And it was the first time I was twenty three years old, like the first time grappling with the fact that I didn't even know what a what the labia majora or the menorah was. Mm-hmm. Or like, and that that's wild because I have a degree in biochemistry. <laughs> Damn. That's weird. But I was also <laughs> thinking about how my whole entire time. We talk sex- about that the whole time. I mean, I mean, we we went through the reproductive cycle. Like, I can talk about, uh, you know, the our cycle. Like, it's why I don't, I get annoyed when people call their periods the cycle. Like, 
all that, right. but then we actually go on the, because the period is a part of the cycle. Like right. it's a part of ovulation and all this other yes. stuff. So saying I'm on my cycle in relation to your period is oh, scientifically gotcha. incorrect. Yes. Yes. It's like, okay, are you talking about the whole month? Like, yeah, like the period is the end of that cycle. You're right. about to start a new one. Um, so we're always on a cycle. Yes. Um, but no, we didn't talk about the vagina mm-hmm. and and of course we didn't talk about pleasure. Like it wasn't like yeah. in with like organ like in science what? they're not even talking about orgasms, the woman's ejaculate, nothing. Like there's still all these questions and quote unquote mysteries, right, around that shit. So even with that background, sex, I still didn't get sexy. That's wild. <laughs> I was thinking about my my sex ed was purely like it was two classes. Mm-hmm. One was in middle school, and it was the class where they separate the boys and girls, mm-hmm. and like they make you watch your shit about your body, and they mm-hmm. watch their shit about their body as if y'all ain't gonna put these bodies together, maybe. Right. At some point. Yeah. The <laughs> second time we watched, it was a whole class. It was my health class. And there was a teen mom in the, or a, teen, a pregnant teen mom uh-huh. in the class. And it was all based on everybody shaming this person. Mm-hmm. So, like, people couldn't, weren't focusing. And it was, um, we had to give class presentations to which one of my friends got up there and said a bunch of incorrect shit about the health properties of semen and swallowing it like it was a joke like Mm -hmm. our teacher tried her best to give us like real information but there was no standard it was it was it was a mess Mm -hmm. but I say all that to say that even in this work even in working and organizing because I have I grew up Baptist Christian and I have a very shaming idea around sex and when to have it and when not to have it and who to reward sex to, Mm. um, I often saw a part of my survival in society as well as in like professional roles was to asexualize myself. Yeah. Um, which just is like not being an open sexual being, like not talking about the fact that like, this is my body. I have sex with it. Yeah. Um, I, I please it. Yeah. Like his pleasure. Hello. Yeah. So it just, it's a, chopping off of yourself like when I knew I wanted to run for office I'm like oh I can't take this kind of picture you Mm -hmm. can't post this thing or you can't say this thing about yourself so um basically I just spent the last six months like relearning sex ed relearning seduction like what does it mean to actually tap into your sexual being to at least not be stiff all the fucking time Mm -hmm. because I feel like I was in this position of always wanting to do the right thing Mm -hmm. Does that make sense when mm-hmm. it comes to sex? Like, never wanting to be seen as a hoe, never wanting to be seen as, like, promiscuous, um, never wanting to show too much, which just, like, what the fuck? Like, you can't move through the world. You can't be your fullest self in that way. Right. So, I want to know, like, what did you realize you didn't know about sex and how did you go about learning what you didn't know mm. or opening yourself up to what you didn't know? This is a great question. Yes. Yeah. One thing that I didn't know about sex till recently was that, yeah, I don't have to have penetration to have sex. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, I learned that, that masturbation is sex with myself and I didn't honor that as sex with myself 
Um, and by learning those two things in conjunction with each other over the last two years, it has changed um, the way that I engage with sex, specifically around my pleasure, mm-hmm. um, specifically around centering how, like, testing the limits of how much pleasure I receive. Um, so that has been very clear. Like, that has made me um, be more open about talking about exactly what kind of sex I want to have um, with my partners, um, specifically around, like, how much oral sex I want to have. Mm-hmm. And I want to have a lot. And not just oral sex, like, how I want to be touched, Mm. um, how, like, the kinds of foreplay that I like to engage in. um, That's the best. How I just want to be pleased, (laughs) like... talk about that. Holistically. (laughs) Like, how you can... um, Before our clothes are even taken off, like, what are the ways that I just want to feel pleased to be essentially, uh, I don't want to say primed, but like, so I can just feel delight even outside of this particular action. Like, Mm -hmm. um, like, uh, the, like, I like to be complimented. I like, I like to feel, um, I like to feel anchored with someone. I like to feel uh, just affirmed because it's so much shit in this world that's like out here just trying to break me down. Like, mm-hmm. just not to say, like, you know, I'm out here calling myself the king of the south and people like call me queen. Um, people <laughs> like, or like people ask me like in that accusatory tone, and this is just an example, like this is a small piece, but like the accusatory tone, like, why would you call yourself king? Mm-hmm. Like it's all I'm always having to I'm always put in a position of having to explain myself from the names I've chosen for myself, from like the type of work I do, from like the types of like relationships I engage, like people just keep demanding that I explain myself. Rather than um, just accept what the fuck I just told them, so I like to be in relationship. <laughs> if you didn't go through the reasoning process, <laughs> like yeah, to get here, yeah. So I'm not saying like I don't want my my lover to be inquisitory about like things because I mean that's how conversations go, but like yeah, the act of affirmation is just something that's very lacking in, in, in the world that we walk through every day. Mm-hmm. So just being very plain um, about that and connecting that to, like, my holistic pleasure and delight right. and is I something th- that, like, I just really learned and have been, like, reveling in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, or I speaking for myself, stray away from, like, one, even figuring out those qu- answers for themselves because we think that that kind of level of um, 
transparency or honesty means you have to like really be committed to this person for the rest of your no. life and like no a lot of this stuff is i got tired of having hit or miss orgasms i really do like if i'm going to undress yeah. and invite you over and make sure this is all proper and sh- do all this shit i want to pretty much be guaranteed that i'm going to have a good time much. because this is a lot of work my, my nigga me coming is the default the default now, but also if, the condition in which from, i want to have my orgasm is the default as yeah. well yeah, like the, the coming in, all that default. Like mm-hmm. the thing is, how can we really push this? Like, okay, if coming is the default, like how can we just keep adding to that foundation? Right. And what you might be house? invited back again. You who like knows? who knows? But also, like no matter how limited or how infinite this particular relationship is, like it's still like this is what it is. Yeah. Like, this is what it is. What it is is me coming. Yeah. Baseline. And yes. consenting. <laughs> like, consenting to that. Yeah. Like, and so if you don't consent yes, to that, like, to what that. I'm saying is, like, when I say that and, like, you feel like you can't meet me there, then, like, cool. Yeah. No harm, no foul. It's all based it's in all, it's all based <laughs> communication I'm learning. Now. Right. So right, I would, right. like, I want Malaya to answer the question, For too, sure. but I just want to say, like, Foreplay to me, all this stuff is about communication. Mm -hmm. And are the way, especially heteronormative relationships are set up, you're just not even allowed to be open that you like this person. Mm -hmm. Let alone, how can I, I'm just challenging myself to learn how can I make the consensual process, the for, uh, actually the foreplay process, mm-hmm. to ensure that once we get to the big time, it's just everything everybody wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. So what didn't you know that you're doing the work to um, learn to fix what you did not know? Um, also grew up Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of shame around sex and body positivity, all of that. Um, and I really internalized that shit. So so much. Yeah. So I I believe that I had to be in love with the person that I have sex with. Like I cannot like have sex with someone who I'm not in love with. And those are like ideas that I still struggle with. Um, but just really hoeing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to have sex because I like that. That's, like, pleasure for me. I don't have to actually be in love with this person. It's okay. I don't have to have that commitment, Mm -hmm. you know, of, like, yeah, this is forever, but we still want to have good sex, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's do that, and it'll be all good. And in the meantime, you know, we do the damn thing. Yep. <laughs> Seems simple enough to me. People don't want a relationship and people don't want kids. Okay, so what we doing then? What we want? Yeah. Like, what? what? Yeah. And who says I know all that right now about your ass? You ain't been here but a minute. Yeah. Exactly. So this is just sex. Just sex. And that's okay. Now, there is some people in my life, you know, and in people's lives in general that yeah. you do make that life commitment to. It's like, yeah. yes, this is the person that I see mm-hmm. myself being with. But not everybody is that person, you know, and I don't think that that's wrong that you just want to fuck some people. <laughs> we can decide that journey. Yeah, yes, exactly. And we, we deserve to, like, figure that out for ourselves. Like, and 
uh, when we get to the question and answer, like it's ebbs and flows. Like there's this perfection or something that we have to like kind of achieve, even in monogamy. Like monogamy isn't as intentional. Like the the answer to monogamy or like uh, deconstructing monogamy is not polyamory. Is not polygamy, and a mm-hmm. lot of people use that as um, just the 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 civil I don't want to say that's so violent but like the the silver all-purpose solution yeah to this it. is the most like this is more natural and more of the yeah no communication is yeah. the natural thing monogamy not, needs more right. attention yeah mm-hmm. and like loving people especially um we we live in a world that promotes isolation and being in, in a monogamous relationship while isolating yourselves like they, you don't tell your business and blah 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 well it's not the problem that people are telling their business to their friends the problem is we have so much stigma and shame when we do share with our friends what we're doing and what we choose for ourselves right we are ashamed for the decisions we're making whether then like acknowledging that people are doing the best they can in such troubled times and mm-hmm. we aren't talking about the fact that we are living with partners not because we are just so in love with them it's mm-hmm. that rent is too high to live alone mm-hmm. straight the fuck up man there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole poem and bone about this where like i'm with this person mm-hmm. because Right now, I have a lot of shit that I need to deal with. Yeah. And being alone just isn't what I need right now mm-hmm. to get through that. Yeah. Like, when we openly share what's going on, like, we're able to... If we want to change this behavior, have support in letting go of a motherfucker. You right. know what I mean? Like, share that shit. If you need support, letting go. Tell your friends. Yeah. Right. In the practice of creating and recreating community and community structures, fuck... You know, like, we can create our own relationship structure yeah. like monogamy poly whatever the fuck like it just I love this person I love these people and mm-hmm. I fuck these people you know it's like it is what it is we, we talked a, about it we it's talked cool. about it exactly it, and not it. just not just talking about it like also processing the real emotions that comes with it like yeah. there are a lot of people who are giving suggestions on how we we navigate love and relationships but like there are feelings of jealousy that come up. There are feelings Absolutely. of like bitterness. There are feelings like it's not always gonna be just roses. Like it's about how do we hold each other through those processes rather than like trying to like create this illusion that we just find all the time. Like Child um if we ain't established boundaries, if we ain't established, if we haven't done the work of making sure that our people feel affirmed because again this is not an affirming world like especially that, black people man and like we got to learn to love each other through it like so like yeah it's just it's just a lot to just kind of do and like I think that's why you know I started this conversation about decentralizing just the labor of capitalism mm-hmm. like and not only that like when we do that we open the boundaries and borders of masculinity as well because we're told that masculine people no matter where you fall on the gender spectrum um just yes aren't accountable for this kind of emotional labor and that's not true like it's because they do not 
have they aren't uh socialized into this labor oftentimes Mm -hmm. that they are stunted from their own emotional growth and their ability to relate to their own emotions so there's all this and then uh, they're taught for that to show up in violent ways and rewarded for that practice rewarded Rewarded for that behavior Mm -hmm. yeah you Mm -hmm. can become a director for abusive as patriarchal behavior yeah just and but while being like emotionally stunted yeah and like and refusing to grow yeah and that's not enough gaps. that's not even enough for you that's that's my point like masculine people like are often in their head around like a lot of their feelings just off the way of i'm ashamed that i don't know what to do right now to say before what? we move on i just wanted to give um some quick resources for other people who are trying to just reteach yourself some shit, trying to lay down some better orgasms for yourself and others mm-hmm. is the first thing that kind of cracked me open was Bell Hook's All About Love, but specifically her book um, in that trilogy, Communion, The Female Search for Love, which she just asked some really dope questions about our, our female-based relationships, our women-based relationships. Mm-hmm. And then um, I really love Shan Booty mm-hmm. on... She's on Instagram and YouTube. She does a bunch of show, um, YouTube videos about sex and relationships, about seduction, about mm-hmm. um, how to make you yourself come. She's like made out on t- on her YouTube channel yeah. to teach people how to kiss. I'm like, this is really dope. Like, I want to share. I want more people to see that, regardless of how old you are. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. some of us, some niggas is out here kissing trashly. Like, mm-hmm. old as fuck. Uh, old as fuck. All shit oh my god and then um my last one is afro sexology is Mm -hmm. like literally my favorite they're afro sexology underscore on instagram and their website has worksheets Mm -hmm. and they even have a resource on trans language Mm -hmm. so as we're starting to have more conversations about transness and people's sexual attraction maybe they're dating someone who um, is trans and they're learning um how to actually start that conversation around Bodies and consent. Mm-hmm. Word. Yeah. Dope. Thank you for that. Of course. Mm-hmm. What has brought you the most delight in mm. the last year, Malaya? Mm. The last year. Actually, so many things. Because the year prior was really hard for me. And the year prior to that, shit. And... I would say living with you has brought me a lot of delight. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because like it really. Like, Malaya's my roommate. Uh. Yeah, I was I was running uh-huh. towards sanctuary, and like didn't fucking I didn't know Jasmine y'all prior to us like living together, um, but I was I was looking for safety and. Mm. Um, yeah, like, I was doing organizing in Ohio, young as fuck, didn't really know what I was doing, but, like, really into it, really passionate, and gave so much of myself that it drained me. And then I was told that that wasn't good enough, that that wasn't enough, and, like, saw people making money off of the the work that I was doing, but I was invisible to the shit. <laughs> and, like, right. and then, yeah, like, all of this, like, these things were being mirrored in so many places in my life of just like being invisible. And um, I moved to DC, I had a different job and was needing, like looking for a place to stay, but was feeling a lot of things. One, feeling unworthy to like even be here. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't even actively looking for places 
Because I'm like, fuck, I, I'm just like running. Mm. I'm just running. And I don't even know what the fuck I'm running to. I'm just running from some shit. And yeah. And also the Black Joy mixtape, which, you know, pushed me to my practice of tarot card reading, like mm-hmm. becoming an expert in tarot, you know, like really wanting to share that practice and not, yeah, just say like it's something that I do, like these cards that I travel around with as like an aesthetic, you know, like, yeah, you invited me on the show and you was like, you got a couple weeks to get something together and <laughs> I made this damn Etsy shop. Shout out. Um, but yeah, it was because I had this sanctuary, you know, to just like create and be um, a weird ass person who says I practice magic and you affirm that for me. So, yeah. And it's brought so much joy to like yeah. so many of us, though. Like you being here in Malaya has just been like I think Michelle uh, was over here a couple of weeks ago. And I think one of your pictures came up on Instagram. I was yeah. like, man, I just need to keep working on my sensuality. Like, Malaya and Michelle was like, yeah, me too. Like, and then we launched into this whole conversation about that. Michelle is my goal. (laughs) And the picture set goes, yes. It's so interesting that, like, uh, while you were talking about sanctuary and just running, like, Mm -hmm. the only thing I can think about is Amber. Like, um, I can... Like, I I said this to you, and, like, and before Amber, it was my friend Nia, Mm -hmm. like, who who gave me somewhere to stay when I had to run, when I had to escape, and uh, that shit is scary, like, it's, uh, it's, people don't realize, like, how how powerful they are to clip your wings just mm. as you like figuring out how to fly. Yeah. And um Ugh. I I lost my ability to fly for a little while and my nigga Amber hit me up. I, I didn't know what I was gonna do, but she hit me up out the blue and was like, Have you thought about moving to DC? And I didn't know it then, but that shit was like a Ugh, I hate when I do this. Mm-hmm. But that shit was like a, a safety vest or something because I was drowning. Yeah. And uh, a nigga said I could come up and live on her couch. And I didn't know, I didn't really have time to process the gravity of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I, and, uh, I came and, uh, just was like, yeah, I want you to ever feel like I'm taking advantage of you. So let's talk about like the parameters of this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I just give me until the end of May and we can check in about what's going on. And like when we did that check in, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm a, I just looked at this place and like if I can get in, you know, I can get in by June. She was like, okay. And like, yeah, when I got this place, I went to go look at that. I, I looked Man. at the place I live. And I moved in, and I knew that I couldn't do, I couldn't live here by myself. Like, especially given the grace 
that black women had shown me. Um, because like who who gave me time to rehabilitate myself to to practice flying again, mm-hmm. like be patient with me as like I I built that muscle in my wings again, you know, and so like I ain't, I ain't no Malaya, but like I I knew I knew what they looked like because yeah. I had experienced that and like black women had granted me a mercy and like I had been shown. And yeah, and I was able to come on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Like somebody gave me, cause I don't, otherwise I don't know. Like I, I probably would have went back to Mississippi. I would have, and like that ain't bad either. Yeah, you know, it just wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do for real. It wasn't what that wasn't, wasn't the dream right there, right there. Exactly. Right there. Yeah, yeah. And so like yeah, I just really uh, appreciate like if if. My friend Nia, if Amber didn't model that for me, mm-hmm. like, or didn't provide that space for me, I don't know what would have happened. And I just knew that I had to pay that forward, right. like, keep that going. And, yeah. like, that's, yeah, we deserve that. We deserve we respite. Do, and we, we deserve <laughs> respite even at every part of our mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have to be, like, perfect in order for someone to come and say they will care for you yeah you don't have to have all your pieces and like mm. even when even when you came like that was for me too like mm. you were here for your birthday when my grandmother passed mm. like we were in real time building the community that we all needed because we what I have learned like I was running too like yeah. I ran to D.C. I had I moved here with two bags and like an air mattress and like two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. And black women, they're the greatest allies I've ever met. They're the only allies I've ever saved known. Saved my life. Saved my life many a times. Yeah. Um, and I think about I think about um, I think when you came, um, I had quit a job and moved into this place and just felt very proud of myself. And I remember sitting on this couch and like outside of Quayla and shit, it was like, man, there's nobody to celebrate this with. <laughs> like, where's my, where are my people? Where's my community? What, what do, what do I need in order to feel like really whole and happy? And I'm grateful because I've, I don't see it as much, you know what I mean? But I know like, I've just been saved a million times by people. Like, mm-hmm so many safety nets and we could like go back and look at them and I'm I'm grateful for both of y'all and I'm grateful for Malay and then Malay and you and like this toppling yeah. because to me it shows like when we bring somebody new in our community it's our responsibility to not just house them to love them and to hold them but also like integrate them into the space like mm-hmm. make sure you have what you need make sure mm-hmm. we're connecting people and making sure you're not a secret like Jasmine's on my couch. Niggas, come say hi to Jasmine. Like, you know what I mean? We were still full-blown having parties. And Jasmine was living on the couch, y'all. Like, why not? Like, yes. this is home, nigga. Right? Like, people with Michelle will come yeah. in here. We'd be, like, laid out in the fucking living room. Like, bitch, come on. The TV's on. Let's watch Black and Sexy. I don't know what the fuck else we supposed to do. Niggas is building. What do you think it looks like? What do you think it honestly looks like for niggas to build? Man, and when I tell you a year and a half later, shit just looks different. Looks hella good though. 
sexy. It looks sexy to the motherfucker. Goddamn. Shit. I don't look like what I've been through, thank God. <laughs> Goddamn. So, <laughs> all that to say. I got a couple gray hairs, though. They the kill. Dungeon family started somewhere, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but no, yeah. I love y'all. That's we just got to keep paying it forward, clearly. Yeah. Yep. That's all this is about. Yeah, and... Y'all get stop saying y'all don't y'all don't like black women y'all y'all ain't y'all ain't got no friend, female friends Listen, and shit. <laughs> put us to the test. Just just try some just you know being a just try healthier relationships. We ain't saying we ain't been burned by black women. It ain't perfect. I saw a first of all where it's like I don't have any black female. I don't have any female friends. And it's like, first of all, you burnt up all your relationships <laughs> and black women don't fuck with you no more. <laughs> well, shame. Well. Shame the devil. Mm. Y'all, this is great. Well, Happy Black yes, Joy anniversary. That was my <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Black Joy <laughs> moment of the year. Being Jasmine's roommate and having space to create. And yes. Word. <laughs> Y'all, we are telling a completely different story about DC (laughs) during this time. And I am grateful. Grateful. I am literally so grateful that y'all are here and that I don't have to disguise myself as one of the respectable ones of DC. Because I'm not her. No. I did that battle so y'all didn't have to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I I got got on this couch and was like, I ain't got it, man. She said, I ain't got these happy hours. Man, Amber cussed me smooth the fuck out because Amber was like, you got to do something. And then just stand on this couch. She went full on black mama on me one day. And I was like, bruh, no. Let me I Jasmine does that to me too. Y'all gotta get y'all's ass out here at this women and women. Did you gotta make you a goddamn website? What the fuck you doing? What you thought? Goddamn. Goddamn, you better get a HTTP www dot. Where's your PayPal link? Where does this live? This C3 shit is about to burn down. It's coming it's down. Burning down. It's burning down. It's burning down. Yeah. I'm coming out the. I'm coming out the uh, happy hours with a suit. Like, listen, go the other way. Go the other way. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Y'all. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, cool. You don't want to do this happy hour shit. Me neither, bitch. It was over. It's done. Then came November, and the predictions were right. <laughs> oh, I think I can do something different. I, I don't want to do a fellowship. You know I already did one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying this internet shit. I'm trying- <laughs> this is so many of you all hate it, and so many of you all have been wrong. That I'm gonna try it. Let me just talk about myself more. Let me try that. Let, Let me, me have a year to myself. Let me talk about the Since shit that I know. Shit. And it turns out everybody is like, me too, me too, me too, me too, me too. My God, my God, my God, me too. Yes, 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 yes. The nonprofit is killing me. The political is killing me. We are working towards a future that we are not actively practicing. Yeah. Ooh. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. I ain't, I ain't practicing for it. Don't know how. how gonna, what, what are we going to do when, when it's here? Trust black women, but they're <laughs> not being trusted in this meeting right now. Mm-hmm. 
Right now, you aren't standing with they black aren't women. Being trust, they aren't being trustworthy right now. They aren't being trustworthy moment. either. And that's okay. Don't know how to be. But All I'm saying is, have, let's pause. Let's think about this, y'all. Have we been modeled anything else? Nope. And the thing that I'm grateful about this <laughs> podcast, I was reading Bridget Todd's interview of this. Oh, no. Bridget Todd, um, who is a fellow podcaster, she's on Stuff Mom Never Told You. And in this article, she was like, podcasting has taught me to, like, be okay with the flaws. And I think this is what it's teaching us. Like, this kind of work, because even now we're having a recap conversation about how we are living the politics that we talk to y'all about weekly. When have you seen that kind of intentionality or debrief with any of the political stuff that we're doing right now? Mm. Just had a national call with, like, how are you dealing with the trauma of other protesters turning up dead? You getting that phone call that so-and-so ain't here no more? Right. We got to take care of ourselves. People are putting their bodies on the line, standing in the middle of freeways, and then not talking about how that's that's impacting their personal lives. FBI calling your mama house. Stopping by your house. Stopping by your house. The FBI is stopping by the houses. And Mm -hmm. then that's that external shit. Nobody's talking about the fact that they are struggling with different vices like drugs, sex, Mm -hmm. you know, depression, depression, anxiety, goddamn, all types of mental health issues issues like there isn't that 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 type of work during this work that work isn't seen as valuable labor and that's what i'm saying traditional capitalist labor Mm -hmm. is fucked up and we have to learn how to decenter that like this quote-unquote soft labor it's actual though that's actually the work Mm -hmm. that's actually what gets us in a practice of being able to imagine revolution it gets us in a space where we are able to tap back into our imagination People mm-hmm. are so cut off from themselves because they can't even deal with their hurt, their pain, their trauma, that they can't even imagine fully these strategies necessary. Like, people are reproducing the same shit over and over and over again and have the nerve to call it revolution. Mm-hmm. No. This ain't moving forward, for real. Right. Nah. And this isn't a read. This is like, no. we have experienced this. We have been participants in this. And it's now, a rifle read. Yeah. And then now, right, it's based on facts yeah. and personal experience. And we want to try something new. You and notes time. after the fact. That. Program shut down. I realized I ain't think I was enough. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're, yeah. And you deserve to feel like you're enough. Every wow. day. While you're doing <laughs> while the work. you're doing yes. this. You deserve to feel like you're enough while you're actively fighting against systems of oppression. Because if not, how? what are we fighting for? Yes. If at the end of the conference, I feel beat up, I feel drained, I feel not good about myself, how can I go forth and get the masses involved? All right? this for $32,000 a year? No, Girl. not worth it. 40, 50, I'm 60, shit. They you 85, 90, 100. Even 85, 90, And I'm in the darkness half of the year. Yeah. Can't even talk about the shit that I'm dealing with because it's not productive. Yeah. It's not professional to talk about it. No. This is the work that you have decided to fund. And because you've decided to fund this, you need to be able to also fund this. This is what it actually takes to do this, to get millions of people out to vote. 
You know, that don't that don't happen overnight. That don't happen just cuz somebody the door knocked. That, that that came from sacrifice. Yeah. Somebody's not seeing their Somebody family over this. Is, a relationship is breaking up for this. Phones are going off at three o'clock in the morning. People aren't getting their full REM cycles every night. Yeah, like right. in addition to how racism is already impacting their sleep. Yeah. Their inability to rest. So, like, we have to get more honest and be able, more fearless even with the people who are funding this work. People who are donating, the, the people on the ground, we need to tell them, like, look, you know what it takes to, to dig a ditch for real? If you're a ditch digger, you know what it takes. We need to be able, if we're telling workers that you deserve to unionize, that you deserve to advocate for these basic human rights, we deserve to say that for ourselves. Yeah. Straight up everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> if more of us say they are are more unafraid to be that honest they can't help but to have a critical mass of people saying this and they can't ignore us like we ain't got to keep doing this in isolation y'all we don't no we shouldn't that's not fair it's not fair because as i am like if i'm sick and i'm silent about it which i do and i have done and i'm learning it still affects the people around me. Like that doesn't. You're operating from exactly. a place of sickness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's, that still affects the community, mm-hmm. which then infects infects the community with this sickness. So then everybody is sick around you, or that is how you are experiencing that's it. That's a message, mm-hmm. and that's how you show up. Yeah, and this shit just keeps repeating. So like that's why we talk about restorative justice. That like right. Th- uh, the types of pain that we inflict this just didn't wasn't born in you in isolation there's there aren't a lot of supervillains out here except for the white people who have no self control like right. we are seeing a lot we are dealing with a lot you know and then we had a nerve to still try to love each other through that process and like not readily admitting that the moments where we aren't whole doesn't work and like in the back of my head Um, I always hear people like, so how do you get anything done? Like all this process and everybody wants to process. And it's just like, well, you know, if we actually dedicated time to process and put like, you know, clear boundaries on that. Of course, in the beginning, you spend more time on it. create plan. Yeah, in the beginning, you will create plans to make sure that this isn't the only time this happens. Create work Mm -hmm. plans and workflows that allows people to do both. Right. Like instead of these emergency and the a thing, community to help you do that, right. man, these supposed to be long term. So if before it takes you can do 100... work in the office, you gotta build the building, which means you gotta take a pause from doing the fucking work. And we expect black people to respond by this shit by actually going in and doing the work first. People aren't funding us to build our infrastructure. Right. People aren't taking care of us to make sure we're whole coming to this work. Yep. Fucking organizers are... Sh- You're moving organizers from the grounds of Ferguson yep. into roles yeah. before a healing process? Yeah. yeah, or if it takes 160 years. We, uh, this year we, we deserve it. 160 years for a river to become a human. What is the practice to sustain that work? Mm -hmm. Shout out Mm -hmm. to the indigenous people in New Zealand. Like that was one of the turning points for me. Mm -hmm. If that, if it takes that long, it that means 
maybe the actual benchmark, like, yeah, this funder want us to organize these voters, but like, actually, what, 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 how does this fit into that long term strategy right. of human rights? Right. Yeah, it real. doesn't in the nonprofit. That's not the goal. That's not the Shit, point. Maybe we should make that. Because maybe it's it's also reproducing or like or trying to reconfigure this nonprofit shit. It don't have to keep <clears throat> working because also nonprofits are new. Mm-hmm. This yeah, whole sector true. is and new. they were a response to government fuck ups. Yeah, yes, that are being funded by capitalists yeah. that have you know a particular political perspective that may be more left or central, but. They're still capitalists. Let's revolutionize this shit. Maybe, maybe you know, we should... This is also a thought, you know, and this is where it gets... People don't want to hear this, but maybe, you know, this whole thing around getting paid, making this our primary bread and butter, you know, not all of us should be able to do that. There are people who are actually... I think trans folks need to have nonprofit jobs. I think people who are routinely discriminated against... And for profit, and for and like in every sector mm-hmm. of this work, like. But then you even have <laughs> folks like the DNC is removing trans people from their positions. That's what, exactly and what I'm I, saying. Yeah, I think it's so valuable that we're having a conversation about love and and relationships, and the thing that we love the most is our work towards justice, and we mm-hmm. want to make sure that it's building better relationships. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. important because it's, important. it's it's beyond. This work, quote unquote, this is our lives. This is the future. This is our fucking community. Yes, so it's like, yes, I'm honored that you want to pay me to do something I care about so much to think about my future and like actually try to come up with some type of fucking strategy to protect that, to protect my self interest in having a freer future for you know my kids and if somebody's kids man if that's a work uh work sector how does that influence you know somebody working at the water company mm-hmm. how does that influence someone who's working at the 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 va the veteran affairs hospital um how does that uh work for folks who work for the state people mm-hmm. who work at mcdonald's like yeah, retail just <laughs> just all of them mm-hmm. like we deserve to make this inherently a part of a practice exactly. for all of us That's and true. like it shouldn't just be reserved for people who are like freedom justice full time like freedom and justice all that reparations now yes. <laughs> yeah we need that we need our barbers doing it right yes. we need our, <laughs> exactly we haven't been in a place where our places are legitimized yep and so, like, uh, allowing these white systems to dictate what is legitimate, where where we need to be, and how we go about it. Y'all don't know shit about black people. Y'all don't even know anything about yourselves. Again, fifty over fifty percent of white people voting for Donald Trump was a surprise for y'all. Like y'all, a lot there is a lot of y'all still processing that. Right. So if y'all can't even, if y'all don't even know your community, what the fuck you got to say about mine? Not a damn. Not a damn. Not a single word. <laughs> okay, so what, yes, this comes from the scene, the first season um, in Insecure, where I think Molly is the character, and she had a moment with one of her lovers where he told her that he was queer. You know, he had sex with uh, another man before, and she like freaked out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is, unfortunately, would be the response for a lot of like black women who identify as heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 2018. 
<laughs> and what Going the fuck? On. Yeah. Gabrielle Union is on TV talking about eating ass mm-hmm. for yes. her man. Yep. So, you know, like, yeah, like, what does it look like to really allow masculine people, men, masculine-centered folks to just, like, be queer as fuck and, like, be open mm-hmm. with all of that? Yes. What a great question. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so... I mean, I just told y'all that I like to talk about what I like. I, I you know, I like, I also create space where this person lets me know what, what they're into mm-hmm. and like talk about their boundaries. And when, usually when, uh, uh, you know, dealing with cis hetero men, um, when I decide to, uh, <laughs> They they try to like you know anything but that ass shit and mm-hmm. like I'm always knowing like well why <laughs> well why and like of course there's like some homophobic reasoning and like I'm learning and you know less so I'm willing to deal with it but also it's just like I'm really meditating on the fact that like shit we ain't been taught better for real yeah. like on a mass scale so I'm just like you know. Well, what what would you be interested in? Uh, what's one thing you would like to experiment with outside of a threesome? Mm-hmm. Because that's always the experimental. Like, I think cis hetero men are the most repressed and have the the most uh, stagnant sex, um, especially with the they fact they want to center their dicks all the time. Yeah, so that means when you center a dick, like sex has a beginning and an end. Like you know, thirty minutes clock in, clock out. Like right, right. y'all can't do much after that. <laughs> You know, and, and rather than seeing as like, you know, when we talking rounds tonight, like, okay. you know, rounds tonight. Tonight. Like, <laughs> that doesn't mean necessarily just, just, just drilling somebody for yes. eight straight hours. Yes. Just goddamn. I just don't. It's not, it Nothing don't work can. like that. It get all swole and will shut you out. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, but it's like, like entering in your password too many times you incorrectly. Know, Round one. <laughs> That's like a great meal. Yeah. Round two. That is a bath. You know, uh, yeah. soak. You know, round three. It's a rub down. Yeah. Round yeah. four. Twerk off. You know, <laughs> round five. You Smoke know. Smoke off. <laughs> round six. Jerk off. Hey. Round seven. Fuck off. <laughs> Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Round eight. Snack. Roll up. Bitch, <laughs> 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 have my pre roll ready. <laughs> right. Like, what, <laughs> what if a sexual experience actually <laughs> goes on for like four days? Yes, and like, you yes. got to work and everything. Like, you do everything. After you already called off that Monday. <laughs> Like or not, like you just like all right. I, I gotta learned. go do this real quick, you know. <laughs> Let's continue this at like you know five thirty your time, <laughs> you know. And no later, drop them draws. <laughs> yeah, drop them draws. Expand, expand. <laughs> so like that's the type of Assume like the position queer experimentation, like yeah. just uh, blowing off the ceilings of what the expectations around traditional heterosexual sex and like that's what I I think I've said a couple of tracks ago like my queer community um, being in queer spaces being in being a part of queer community has like really 
expanded my like the anything anybody told me about my sex and my orgasm Same. like yeah. <laughs> what like I learned like I say I joined reproductive justice in 2011 I like intentionally became a part of queer community in 2011 yeah. as well and like I learned so much about pleasure mm-hmm. and enjoyed that that summer Mm-hmm. And I was 23 years old. It, like, really just changed my whole shit. Yeah. So, like, yeah, what about you, Aaron? <laughs> well, and I think that that whole storyline around Molly, the thing that really was, like, heartbreaking for her is because of this very tight idea of what she thought a masculine person was or mm-hmm. a masculine person should experience, um, she cut herself off from a very fu- fruitful acknowledging transparent relationship to enter into a very secretive queer relationship yep molly literally Mm -hmm. left that situation and entered into a queer yeah non-monogamous relationship and i think anything that's not Mm -hmm. heteronormative monogamous she's i think she's in a queer relationship because she's having sex with a person who is deeply connected with another woman Mm -hmm. you have to have that relationship with that well should i hope they talk about that second season she needs to be having conversations with her i think we saw a sneak peek of what that can look like yeah because you can't you actually now have to build community or you don't have to but But in order to sustain this ethically in order to sustain this ethically y'all need to be communicating Mm -hmm. y'all need to because she also needs to be in a position where this nigga isn't coming to her because he's fucked up something at his home base which is like straight up supposed to be a center of why you want to be with him is because he's this loving caring person like y'all need to be in conversation together but so, couldn't even but also they kind of messed up their story arc when he fucked in the bathroom and was like you wait here you wait here no oh, the thing should have been that. like yeah mm, yeah we we're back now <laughs> hello you know Hey, and y'all. we back. Yeah. And like, we back. And that's my thing sometimes. I and was, if you can't do that or if that's not a part of the boundaries of a relationship, like, shit, that's fine. Like, again, he ain't moving right is my point. <laughs> but that's what I believe. <laughs> that's what I know. Yeah. And I think that, so going back to this about how to open this up, I personally think, y'all, that when you start having more communication, more honest relationships, that those men who have allowed themselves to have those experiences are actually like sometimes the bread and butter of fruitful, Mm -hmm. open, honest relationships. Mm -hmm. Because this is someone, I would say 90% of the reason why I feel uncomfortable and just bat heads with the men that I've been in relationships with is because of their repression Mm -hmm. and because of their inability to step outside of a box yeah. not mine exactly because the majority oh man the majority steve harvey writes about this shit all wrong of course he talks about alpha females yeah but if you can be okay with how masculinity shows up in me mm-hmm. you get more access to a loving relationship with mm-hmm. me you get because i'm not gonna stop being a boss bitch that will right. require you accepting the femininity in you and that and will require you accepting the you. femininity in 
you. That is yep. the key. We create a space where both of us can be our, our best selves and exactly. to thrive. Whole exactly. Whole selves. So honestly, we both embody that. We yeah. both embody that. You're, because I'm not going to. It's called to, balance. Yes. I can't I be out here all feminine energy. I can't, I can't be out here all masculine. You shouldn't be all out here all masculine energy. No. Like that's And that's literally, not I'm doing my work to learn that. I'm yeah. doing my work to have ownership of femininity exactly. as well as my, um, why aren't you doing your work to not just be masculine? Mm. So honestly, like Molly made a big ass fucking mistake. She yeah. should have stayed. Like if he had, to me, that was such a beautiful moment of, um, intimacy and honesty because of what we know he did about so black good. He, he did, did so well. I, I, what when we he admitted know that about he got black men, boom. Yes. The fact that he was like, I'm not, and I'm not even telling you this a year out the gate. Yeah. We're still in our courting season. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this is who I am. Yeah. Beautiful. Exactly. That is literally what Molly is claiming that she wants, even through her, um, putting her shit on her parents' relationship. Mm -hmm. She wants the openness and the love and the care that they have for each other. Right. And he showed you care by giving you a piece of information that we cannot not be honest and talk about how that shit would not go in all masculine black male spaces. No. He could not say that at the barbershop. Exactly. No. And also it's rooted in homophobia. HIV AIDS, like that, the breakout, like that was so long ago. Like, um, <laughs> like we are still having these huge rates. It's not because people are on the down. Well, and the we all are living on the down low. And the opposite though, of honestly. being on the down low isn't to not have safe sex with other yeah, men. Exactly. It's, the, it's the notion of the secrecy. Of secrecy. Like yeah. many people have so much shame and stigma on the cons of what the kinds of sex they have, the mm-hmm. the ways that they enjoy pleasure. Like there's all this stigma and around condoms. Like they like. People on albums nice. talking about how they hate condoms. Yeah, like, whole ass track. Just fire. Like, What's his name on on uh, crew? The singing, the crooning nigga. I don't even know. Anyway, talking <laughs> about how much they hate condoms, and I'm like, because y'all not getting the pussy wet enough. Y'all literally aren't getting the pussy. I like don't even know how to relate this, to the pussy. Like it's even stigma for us for using lube. Like getting a little support. For all your witness is yeah, yeah. okay. Like, you know, Rihanna. Put some lip gloss on Poo. my shit. I love lip gloss. Uh, I want I want this to be slippery. It's, wet, it's like I want it, but you gotta put in the work. I want you to, to make you want I stumble. Want, I want you to oh, goddamn shit. check to make sure the condom's still there. This shit feels so good. <laughs> no goddamn like, If you God, don't know what that like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you ain't doing you enough. You ain't doing enough, baby. Like, so good you're trying to crawl back up inside that bitch. Oh, it's always still here? Oh my god. <laughs> just find a I home am shocked. for yourself. Up in the pussy. Goddamn. I just want to bear myself in. Yes. Just, that's what I, that, I've been told. I believe that because I'm doing from, my work. Yes. Connecting <laughs> to the feminine. Connecting to that the pussy. That was the best shit I ever had. I, I just want to live in your womb again. I know I spent nine months in one. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. <laughs> I want to choose my next one. And then this baby. They say not often. It's not often that we get to choose our creator. But I pick you, bitch. I need you to birth me. I need you to birth you. Like Pikachu, I choose you. 
Yeah. Grab them up in it. <laughs> I'll right, tell you baby. when I'm ready to let go. Like uh, American Gods. What's her name? What's the guy's name? Be a quiz. Be a quiz. Yes. Mm. Just consume you. Yeah. And that's what you have to have to look forward to <laughs> this cuffing season, 2017, with Amber, Jasmine, and Malaya. Yes. All right. <laughs> Good question. I love that shit. Will ruin your life. Hey. I'm like looking for a nigga like that. Like, let tell me something mm. real, you know? Right. And just or just make me come to sleep. <laughs> mm. God damn it. Just yeah. me and Jasmine were talking about this. Just. That's it. Just Beyonce said, when she said, I, I kill myself just to sleep with you or she something? She said, I wake up just to sleep oh, with okay. you. <laughs> I wake up just to be put back to sleep. <laughs> By you. By you. By you. <laughs> I know they having some good sex. Got to. This is another important Shit, question that I right. asked myself over the last six months is like, what am I actually attracted to? Mm. And what do I actually like? And it's been such a pleasure yeah. to take notes of the things that make me go, ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you get to manifest that and then it just drops itself off right in front of you. Yeah. It's like, this is what I said. This is what I said I wanted. It's here. (laughs) My package came today. Unboxing. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Lit. (sighs) So we got two questions. We do. We have to move. Uh, We did good. Like, y'all are heavy. Black joy anniversary. <laughs> so, if you are enjoying this conversation, please feel free to follow the Black Joy Mixtape on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us with what you like so far. Do we have a question for our listeners? Um, yeah. Also, hit the hashtag Black, Black Joy, joy Mixtape. Mix also, you can pay us. Uh, it's our Black Joy anniversary, and we we need a coin. Tip us. Yes. PayPal.me backslash Black Joy Show. Get love for the past year. Malaya, where can I pay you? You can pay me at uh, Etsy.com backslash shop backslash Honeypot Hangout. You can purchase a reading from me. Or if you just want to donate to the God Sustainer Herself, PayPal.me backslash Malaya D. Ashe. Hey. <laughs> All right. So, we got questions. We have questions, y'all. Okay, so we did a call for questions because this is a super special episode celebrating one year of Black Joy provided by Jasmine, the King of the South, and Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is what you all sent in. We have two really good questions that we have selected. Yep. Featuring the special guest, Starshine Line here. Ashe. Ashe. <laughs> yes, Line. A batter bruja of Honey Pot Hangout. Yes. You know, just out here. Mm-hmm. Thriving. Just, you got multiple titles, huh? I do. Hey. <laughs> <right>. Hyphens, bitch. <laughs> Hyphens. All right, so we got two questions, y'all. Y'all don't be following directions all like that. It's cool. <laughs> I thought we was going to have a bunch of questions but it's all good they just wanna (laughs) it was new it was a new practice next time it's gonna be hell like damn I want my questions (laughs) (laughs) I want Amber to fuck up an answer with me (laughs) (laughs) fuck them sleep with somebody else (laughs) the first one for everybody (laughs) fuck somebody else (laughs) that's great advice bounce that ass to another day Get a check on the way, bitch. Sometimes they don't want to bounce. That's true. Dig, sometimes y'all. you don't. It's sometimes you want to. It's true. It's true. You want to fix that dick, and I get it. I understand. 
I am. I am. I have no empathy. stigma, no, no shame. shame. No. You know, we stand by your choices. Just let us know how we can support that decision to fix this broken dick. Yeah. All right. So the I'll first. I'll be in Spain. <laughs> In the meantime, just, just send me an email. <laughs> I'll get back to it. I'll as get back soon to you. Yes, as I got Wi-Fi and back on the mainland. All right, please. All right. So, <laughs> the first question is from Ashley. So Ashley wrote, and with the subject line, "More sex." A bitch is tired. Okay. Snaps. Ashley writes, Dear the Black Joy Mixtape, my boyfriend and I have been together for 14 years. High school sweetheart type of shit. God bless. We have a three-year-old son. Our relationship has gotten better and better over the years, but since the birth of our son, my sex drive has decreased. I am okay with having sex once a week, but my boyfriend would have sex three times a day, every day, if it was up to him. After a full-ass workday of pretending to give a fuck at my office job, fighting traffic to pick up our son from daycare, cooking dinner, cleaning the house, answering a million questions between my boyfriend and our son, bathing our son, and putting him to bed just to do the same shit the next day, I am drained, Mm. and all I want to do is sit the fuck down and not be needed by anyone for anything. In an effort to keep this email short, I'm going (laughs) to stop here. Can you please give me some advice on how I can increase the frequency of sex in my relationship without it feeling like another chore I have to complete before I can sit the fuck down and relax? Sincerely, a day one member of the Black Joy Jubilee, Ashley. Uh, hi, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. What up, day one? What's up, day one, hey. A1? That's exciting. Woo. And three-year-olds <laughs> do have a lot of fucking questions, I must so say. So many. They brain developing and shit, just asking so many every, questions. Every time they speak, it's a question. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like, who are you? What is this? When are we going? How does this work? Yeah. yeah. Can I have brain just uh, expanding? Mm-hmm. It's That's pretty great. great. It's okay. <laughs> so, Ashley, um, I when I read this question, I, I just really wanted to say... God bless you and uh, your ability to juggle all these things. Uh, Wow, that is beautiful and amazing and wonderful. And you deserve to take time for for yourself, Mm. if not every day, almost every day. Yeah. And so a part of me just wants to ask, like, more questions around, like, what does a network of support or community um, is there for you, along with this person you've decided to spend 14 years of your life with. So you can delegate some of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you can have more time to, you know, take a bath, take be a with nap, Ashley. Yeah. be with Ashley, masturbate, um, you know, really center and focus your delight at least one time for the one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't add stuff um you can't add stuff without taking things away. Mm-hmm. So when I when I heard the question, I'm like, okay, your boo thing wants to have sex 3 times a day. Mm-hmm. You want to have more sex. You didn't necessarily say 3 times a day. Mm-hmm. But 
one of the things that we, again, don't teach black women, especially black mothers, is that you're allowed to take something off of your plate that you don't want to do in order to increase what you do want to do. So if that looks like passing off the picking up of this baby to someone else who can, whether it's your partner or someone else, so that you can sit here and do your um, cater to you that evening, like, do that shit. Like, if shit at work isn't what you want it to be, then move some of that shit off your plate. I think so many times... Like, when I hear this question, like, in, like, a Cosmo magazine or something, we tell women how to push through to have the sex Uh -uh. instead of acknowledging, like, something over here, it's okay to let some of that go so that you can have more sex and better sex. Yeah, maybe your foreplay is that nigga washing the dishes. Yeah. Maybe your foreplay is, you know, him making sure that the baby get put down so he can put you down later. You know, like... If he wants to do it three times a day, there should be, like, three times a day where he's he's leading you up to (laughs) the big shebang. Like we just said, sex and intimacy isn't always centered around penetration. Penetration. Allow yourself to be pleased. You deserve that. You deserve Mm -hmm. to just lay on your back and have multiple orgasms. Mm -hmm. And the translation is get your pussy ate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He needs to be eating some pussy midday then. Like three times. Three times a day don't always mean your dick is just poking at me. Exactly. Three times out the day. (laughs) Um, You know, it might be just you, you know, giving me a rub down and maybe sucking a left titty, you know, Mm -hmm. and just... But I think he should change the question to, like, how can I give my person pleasure three times a day? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that might also... And I think this is another thing with men. We have to teach them that it isn't always about their sex, uh, their dicks, that they can get intimacy in other ways. So, like, if what he wants is to be close to you, to smell you three times a day, what are the different kinds um, of ways that that can happen without it being just sex? Maybe mm-hmm. you the sous chef so you can smell on me. You can smell on me while I cut these onions. Yeah. Right. You can smell on me so while you close. you cutting these onions. I'm cutting the onions. You prepping the chicken. Like, you getting the kitchen ready mm-hmm. before I go in there and cook. Like right. With no drawers on. Yeah, it's just different <laughs> ways. Yeah, I like it, baby. <laughs> just an apron, bitch. Go in there yeah, and go chop on. me some up. We talked on the Black Joy Mixtape how single mothers should have a network, but really mm-hmm. anyone with children should have a network of mm-hmm. support because limiting kids to two people at max is really hurtful for the parents the parents don't really get to experience a particular life until children are older and that's not right that's not completely uh cool like Mm -hmm. if your your cousin like over there who's trustworthy who you know because i know how they can be but if you have trustworthy uh family members that's near the daycare you know what does it look like them picking up the baby and mm-hmm. dropping off the baby or keeping the baby for an hour, et cetera, like on right. just every Tuesday, mm-hmm. you know, like there's just different systems. We have to get out of this, um, you know, the the proverb is it takes a village. So like, yeah, we should lean more into that, mm-hmm. um, especially as we're trying to figure out how to incorporate more pleasure in our relationships and with ourselves. Yeah. Again, masturbation. You also deserve to make time, not just to have these intimate moments with your partner. Mm-hmm. Also, I hear there isn't a lot of time to just feel on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, she says, I want to sit the, the fuck, fuck down. down. And not do shit. And yeah. you deserve that. Like, allow, allowing people to 
serve you, allowing people to do things in service of you is a part of receiving that pleasure. But like Desmond said, like just allowing yourself to sit down Mm -hmm. because you deserve that. Like, and basking in that, you know, just yourself. You are proving your godliness. Preserving yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this person is three. Yes. <laughs> this spine is still like forming and growing and you can asking questions. That. Yeah. Wow. Look at your creation. Right. This whole thing. Even this nigga. Right. You raised that nigga too. You said high school and I ain't met an 18-year-old nigga who didn't need to be raised. Exactly. Okay. So, Congratulations, you, sis. You're doing the damn thing. You've been a full-time mom for 14 years. Yes. Shout out to him. He's, I'm sure he's great. But sis, you ain't got to tell us for what is understood don't need to be said sometimes. We see what is, She said the relationship has gotten what? Better and better. <laughs> and better yeah. over the years. And we are here right. to support you to get better and better and better. I understand your okay. relationship with Ashley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> the next one, I will say before we get into this question, I want to give y'all a trigger warning. Yes. Um, this question does uh, talk about rape and sexual assault. Um, so um, for anyone who is sensitive to that type of content, you can cut us off now. But also, I just want to let y'all know that you are loved, you are held. And if you don't want to hear this this particular question, that's all right, too. Love you. Peace. All right. So here we are. This one is from Jay, and the subject was relationship question. Right, one of our number one audience members, <laughs> black men. They <laughs> fooling. That's actually on the, in the hashtag a lot too. Yeah, it's actually in the stats of the website. Like, yeah. I I was surprised that uh, most of the traffic is apparently male because they want to see what the fuck they. <laughs> what the fuck is this? They're keeping them up late at night. <laughs> Shit. All right, hello all. Bear with me. I'm smacked as fuck. Great, we are too. <laughs> Welcome. Uh-uh. <laughs> Jay Wright continues to write. I have been a faithful listener since episode one after I watched The High Priestess on The Breakfast Club. Shout out. And and that's kind of day two, but that's all good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to let you have it, bro, but we got like a solid 10 episodes before The Breakfast Club. (laughs) But I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you cook. I'm such right. a rapper, like Nah B. I was out here hustling before <laughs> then. Y'all was news. but thank you for going back and listening to episode one. Yeah, we need Welcome. that love. Thank you. Right. Yeah, you know day one ain't nothing wrong being a day two. You know, shit. These my day two niggas right here, right What's now. Up? Shit. <laughs> day two and a half. Let's come later. You know, and that's fine. I didn't I, know the party was over here, but now that I do, I'm here. Mona up. I brought some Henny. <laughs> my new friends, Bell my up. new Jubilee. You right. know? Day threes, day fours, day fives, what up? We appreciate uh, <laughs> you. smack, we smack, we all smack. <laughs> you are nigga. Smack Just together. Let y'all know, Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> we built a platform, nigga. It's a year old. Right. All right. So funny. All right, Jay. Um, Jay continues to write, I just want to thank you for the knowledge as well as joy you all bring every week. It keeps me going as well as growing and strong. Oh, thanks, Jay. 
Love the Jubilee. My question has to deal with a particular situation with my significant other. You see, she is a sexual assault survivor. In fact, she worked with him years after and dealt with warning women who eventually became victims. So given the layers of trauma, there are significant amounts of complexities that are part of our relationship, being that I am a cis-hetero male. The other day was her niece's birthday party, Moana theme, and lit, to be honest. Yes. And before the party, she texts me crying, saying she had a vivid dream where her coworker and I raped her. I didn't know how to comfort her. Maybe I was overthinking it, but I didn't want to give her fears any validation. I contemplated worrying that if I didn't go to the party, um, I knew it would make her feel worse. But if I did go and I couldn't hide my fear or concern, that it would also be bad. I went to the party after much deliberation and was just with her trying to try my best to be inclusive and supportive. Them kids almost killed me trying to hit a piñata. <laughs> and we talked about it on my way out. She feared I was going to run from her and I told her that I will be here as long as she wants me here. But maybe I should step back for a day or two for her to analyze her dream and her feelings towards me since as a cis-head black male, me being there all together might be affecting her in ways I can never understand, etc. Her view of me this way does admittedly scare me. I told her that as well, but I also recognize that this comes with the territory. I think the thing that scares me the most is that bottomless pit of fear of reality, that these hard conversations need to be had, and I'm constantly ridden with anxiety. And so is she, so it terrifies us even as comfortable as I am, and she is expressed to me she is. Side note, she's been to therapy post-trauma, but can't, but can't currently afford it. I love this woman to death. She's my everything. For the last two years, she's been my pillar of support, even through arguments, etc. And although she says I've been the same, I always feel like I can do more, Ashe. Mm -hmm. Do you ladies have any advice when it comes to navigating the intricacies of truly loving and working relationship with, with an assault survivor? How can I be more supportive? Do I acknowledge my fears and emotions as real or ignore them and focus only on hers? I just want her to feel safe and happy as much as possible. Thank you so much, Jay. Yes. I love this question mm -hmm. because what we know is I think it's like one in three women will experience sexual assault mm -hmm. and that like over 60% of black women will experience sexual assault before the age of 18. Yep. So what we know is that a lot of people are actually in relationships, um, intimate relationships with sexual assault survivors. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And first of all, thank you, Jay, for loving your partner enough to want to figure out ways to love her better and love yourself better. Proactively. Mm. Yeah, proactively mm. and say, like, I... I'm trying, but I know that I can do more. And let me reach out for help. You know, let me reach out to experts, really, to ask for help, ask for assistance and support. And I think you letting her know, like, not even the work that you're doing, because it's like that, whatever, you don't even need to tell me, but just like showing and proving that you are there, supporting her, that you see her, that you like see the work that she's putting in. 
offer to pay for a session for her or figure out ways mm. that you can, you know, like finance a and resource. Session. Yeah, resource therapy sessions with her and for her. Um, you know, being open to listening to whatever she has to offer. Um, some days she may want to talk about stuff with you. Some days she may not want to, and it's all righteous. Practicing consent and, you know, like figuring out different ways to, um, yeah, like talk about that, communicate that, and recreate consensual um, practices between you two. Yeah, and... Um, I- one of the questions, or at least when I was reading this, that I hear a lot of internal conflict about how to act appropriately next. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's taking a pause with, how do you want me to show up right now? Mm-hmm. You had this dream, um, and how how can... What do you want? Do you want to talk? Can I hug you right now? Would you like for me to assure you that that would never happen, that I would never harm you mm-hmm. in that way? Um, and I think it's also continuing to create a, a practice of consent um, as a person who's been in relationship with folks uh, after um, um, being a sexual assault survivor, being a rape survivor, whatever, survive, shit, I'm a black-ass survivor. I'm a black woman survivor. And um, to be a black woman is to suffer many assaults daily. Hmm. And um, so I think being in a relationship um, with uh, people who live in... To to be in a relationship uh, with people who in society are routinely harmed to the point where it's normalized, it's a part of our entertainment, it's a part of our comedy... It's like just a part of uh, just the normalized practice of treating us less than human. Mm-hmm. So I think it's um, what uh, Malaya is saying, but taking a pause, just being like, okay, you know, you know the best what you want, right. and even if you can't name that. Um, and when she is um, unable to uh, say, well, I need blank, 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 because that's hard. Because yeah. a lot of times people don't ask black women questions. So a lot of us are not in the practice of being able to articulate what exactly we need in yeah, particular moments. I even think about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so being patient in that, that, like sometimes the answers are sometimes gray, sometimes they're muddled. Um, and sometimes... Um, uh, we don't need perfection. Um, so getting in your head, like trying to figure out like what should be my next course of action to the point where you feel debilitated or you start telling yourself, well, maybe I should take a day or two, like can, um, just be more harmful than, um, you saying something fucked up. Mm-hmm. Especially if you don't share that you're, if you need to take a day or two to figure out how to replenish yourself yeah. in order to show up and not be harmful, to continue to ask questions through a place of love, joy, and abundance and not like fear, mm-hmm. shame, and stigma of not knowing what to do or ignorance of not wanting to do, 
knowing what to do, then like take that time too. Yeah, take but just be transparent about that. Be shit. transparent, and even when you take that time, you know, maybe suggest you to journal those two days mm-hmm. around like what you're thinking and feeling, and then when y'all come back together, read them to one another. Yeah, and if you if that's too much, you know. Um, I remember at one point when my ex, um, and just because this person is my ex doesn't mean it wasn't a good practice. We actually started a private blog between us. And um, this is a really good straight. I actually learned it. Let's talk about sex back in 2011. I remember you talking about this and really liking it. Mm-hmm. And um, this person was in a poly relationship. Um, and I wasn't in a poly relationship. But this person was explaining that... Uh, they, they and their primary partner had a private blog where they would essentially agree to only write to each other and outside of that space they wouldn't necessarily talk unless they agreed to talk um, based on what they wrote to one another. This was also a tip that Jen Stowe shared on the Black Joy Mixtape. The most healthy relationships are about consistently showing up and communicating and checking in where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when you aren't sure. But like we we have we we have the opportunity to to love from a place of possibility. And even when uh, we come in with so much baggage and trauma and um just holding them through that process like I just want to congratulate you for for being so mindful and just wanting to be on a quest of doing more because long-term relationships also require how we also requires us to transform how we show up. Um, like I've been in a relationship for like seven, my last relation, long-term relationship was seven and a half years. And so when you love somebody from the age of, uh, 20 to 27, like that comes with a lot of evolving. This person had to do a lot of work to find out how to love me and like the reason why we couldn't continue was to me he wasn't prepared to love this new iteration of myself and like sometimes that happens and that's okay too um because yeah the the hope and the prayer is you leave people in better condition than than when you got with them you know, so even if you this is too much or like whatever, you still want to make sure that this relationship continues to be a place for this person that you've dedicated two years of your life um, to and be in a better love. position. Yeah, to be in a better place That's than right. she was when you got with her. Yeah. You know, and reassure her that regardless of like, reassure her that regardless of you know, whatever the outcome of your intimate relationship looks like, that she is protected, you know, that you are, Mm -hmm. you know, committed to her safety, to her protection, to loving and caring for her. And talking about the future, talking about the future together with her, talking about her future as a protected person, you know, as someone who is healed or is healing and has, you know, is overcoming these things that have happened to her that, you know, haunt her at this point. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's in the meantime. And when y'all yeah. get more resources, you know, not only financing this solo dolo uh, therapy for this person, you deserve therapy. Y'all also deserve joint therapy. That's like, this is an ongoing process. And not only ongoing, it doesn't mean that therapy is long-term. Like, a session or two also works. Um, yeah. 
Just get what creative. A, what an honor to be able to pick and choose the person you get to figure this part of your life out with. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not forever, like, to go into that deep intimacy, like, to me is really dope. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning a lot about that. Like, man, Christianity has just really centered my shit on, like, one type of relationship mm-hmm. and only valuing one type of relationship. But this person... Working through this with this person, you get to learn how to be a better advocate, like a better friend and advocate for victims of sexual assault or survivors of sexual assault. You get to learn about what you're capable of when it comes to love. And I think there's no non-worthy investment of like you diving in to figure this this shit out with her and Mm -hmm. collectively for yourself and for this person that you love. I think I love I love getting inside stories of masculine Mm-hmm. folks doing their their work because yes. it's just I ain't seen it yeah right. if we are to heal let it be glorious and Beyonce and it's also just we also have to grapple with the the fact that we are in intimate relate like we have to be honest with the fact that we are intimate are in intimate relationships with people who remind us of people who have harmed us like yeah. that's the type of system we're in and we haven't really been modeled other ways to um, res- continue to be in community and intimate relationships with people who remind us of the folks who have done us harm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there isn't a model for people who look like the people who are doing the harm and who are trying to be in relationship with these folks. Like... We're all trying to move on in real time and act like we know what we're doing. And the honest piece is we don't, but we get to like really create solutions for ourselves. Try shit out. Mm-hmm. Understand that we don't have to be perfect, but give each other enough grace and mercy to and like, you know, not constant like do harm. Like I'm not saying do harm, but like you know, try to blog post if y'all ain't digging in. Y'all can move the voice notes. You don't like the voice notes, you can keep the journals, keep the physical talking. journals. Video keep chats. talking, yeah. like video chat, snap stories or something. We ain't got all this uh, technology just to do uh, reproduce the Black Joy mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a question. What's yeah. that? Out of a full year of stating our hopes for Black futures. Mm. What is a hope for black futures that you have thought about, stated on the mic in general, that you've seen come to fruition? Mm. Ooh. I don't know. What's a hope for black future that you've seen realize over the last year for yourself, for your community? Yeah, one thing that I've seen is um, a a person who uh, went through an abusive situation with someone had the audacity to name them and call for community accountability. Mm-hmm. That uh, was shifting for me um, simply because I was interested in, one, what does that look like moving forward? Because we know there are a lot of abusers, a lot of abusers. Just off the way of the statistics that we know exist, inevitably, we are yeah. in community, yeah. we yeah. work with, we we are doing a lot alongside abusers. Um, 
And so if that's true, I'm curious about like, it's kind of what we were talking about. Like, how does this get closer to community accountability or uh, communal uh, transformative justice or restorative justice? And how do we um, as folks in movement not just show up, but also um, not get into get stuck between whether or not what this person said is true. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, sometimes we goes against our values, really. Yeah, and it's such a like I feel like this uh, that that response is so rooted in whiteness. Yeah, like where like we where white people have created an entire system where. They punish people who have the audacity to speak out. And so sometimes we reproduce that same kind of punishment rather than just taking a step back and being like, well, it doesn't really like um, it doesn't matter uh, because that comes from a place of punitive. Like we're going to send you to jail. There's going to be something really harsh that happens to you if this is true mm-hmm. rather than thinking like oh god thank you for liberating me from the guilt of something that I may have done or like how do like the abuse um being open create a pathway of healing for people who are abusers mm-hmm. and not saying that the abused has to do their work right now what how what that looks like is the abused and abusers are trying to like figure it out in isolation. And sometimes that's not productive. Like it's just not. And also I recognize that like um opening up to community can be just as messy. But what I'm saying is like just asking people like what do you want? What do you need? Like how do we create like I don't know stipends for people to, you know, maybe you work part-time or we match uh whatever. So you can, like, do whatever it is you need to do on your time, you Mm -hmm. know? Or how, like, again, the possibilities are endless when we actually start having real conversations about what are the implications of of these statistics that we know to be true. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for the people sitting in this room? What does that mean for the leadership um, of the people in this room who may actually be... Um, the thing that goes bump in the night for someone, you know? And so, yeah, and I don't, and I don't want to necessarily have that labor be disproportionately put on the people who are bold enough to initiate that conversation. It's just like, yeah, people in power need to figure out how to move resources toward that kind of conversation. Um, and because there ain't no point in having all this book learning if you ain't got no, uh, uh got no practice or no charisma, like you got all this book learning, you can literally legitimize all types of shit. There's no models of freedom, but you are literally telling people when you go to a foundation and say, this is the campaign, this is a project we doing, like you essentially saying, we don't know if this is going to work, but this is our idea. So like, if you smart enough to do that, I know you smart enough to legitimize quote unquote feminine labor. I know you are. I know you're smart enough, brilliant enough to make sure everyone is paid who works for you pay well, not just not no Raymond noodle budget. You are a fucking multi-level genius. You got here by some type of scam, a lot of you. 
I so if someone were, just wrote a whole article about code switching being a fucking uh, black power, like black magic yeah. superpower, and it when is. I say that shit opened up my mind, yeah, because as much as we have to say about people who do it, like the fact of the matter is, soldiers take on different types of roles. Quit just doing it in the interest of white supremacy. Boom. Do it in the interest of getting my niggas a check so that we can take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love that. So that's a black future uh, hope that you've spoken to existence. Yeah, and, that, I, and I'm grateful. Yes. Like, who knows what's about to happen? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I respond publicly about it because I also don't want to just DM this person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want. I want to do it with integrity and I want to, um, and also like hold, um, the quote unquote acute, like acute, like I don't like, even that's like doubt, but it's just like, yeah, we all here. And like, this is normal as fuck. Um, people outside of this movement, like I'm in relationship with people outside of this movement, hard inflicting harm. So I'm curious how like what what should I do? What can I do? Like realistically, mm-hmm. you know? And black queer folks, uh black femme folks are gonna be the ones to to yeah. revolutionize and figure this out. And like we really have to sit in the opportunity and is rather than like, oh my God, my, my laundry or like fake fake or real or imagine or whatever, like yeah, trying to uh Present respectability does nothing for us, but what moves us to more productive uh, ways of living is legitimizing that we we are all hurting and we deserve to get to Heal. healing. <laughs> what about you, Malia? Mm. For me, it has been... I remember the last time I was here, I read something that I sent to a friend about, like, shining a light on historical or yeah, ancestral trauma and inherited trauma, clearing that shit out and working through process of healing. And, mm-hmm. of course, that has to start with the self. And this, yeah, this year has really been me... Um, yeah, like shining the light on my shit and un- like clearing it out and figuring out ways to heal that so that I can get to a point where I can share that with a community of people that can share that with a community of people. Um, so yeah, just going through the process of, of that for myself um, has been one of the visions for or hopes for black futures that I've seen actualized this year. Awesome. Yeah. I love it because I think, um, and I'll answer the question too, but the reason why I asked it is because sometimes I think when we talk about black futures, it can be perceived as like 20 years from now. Like when James Baldwin said we will have a black president, that ended up being 20 years from the, from the time he said it. But there is so much that we talk about, <clears throat> so much on this um, mixtape that we talk about that can actually be shifted for ourselves in real time. Mm-hmm where we can give ourselves six months of like, I'm going to do six months of intentional labor on myself 
on my sex life, right. on my personal relationships, at my job, yeah. to try something new and then see what I learn at the other end of that. Mm-hmm. And almost every time I've taken a step in that direction, um, things have shifted. I didn't need to go back to how it was before I gave myself a chance. So a hope for Black Future that I think I've spoken um, into existence on um, with you all and on the mixtape has been to... One own my my own my power, own what I think I'm, what I know I'm good at, and just sit in it. Mm-hmm. Be like, this is what I'm good at. What do you? This is what I'm doing, and use that to really create the environment and the space that I want to be in. Um, and I think that is that has happened. That is happening in real time. I um, And I'm really grateful for that because there's nothing worse than knowing that you want something in your heart and Mm. choosing not to do it out of fear, Mm -hmm. choosing not to do it because you think you're not worthy of it. Like, let me at least try for it. And like, I can't do it because of some like real shit, but like, these are very simple things that we've been able to do. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yay. Yay. Like your anniversary. Like your anniversary. (laughs) Anything else we need to cover? Well, you know, again, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Black Joy Mixtape. If y'all want to continue this, I don't know what this will look like. I know at one point we were doing shout outs, then y'all stopped sending us shout outs. Send us questions. How about that? Y'all can send us questions. Uh, hit us up, the Black Joy Mixtape at gmail.com. You can also visit www.theblackjoymixtape.com. Um, to submit your questions um, as well as inquiries. I've seen y'all excited about sponsorships if you want to do that with us. Clearly, we sell bonnets. So we write good ads. We write good ads. Um, yeah. Whether you're starting something, you got a web, a personal website or Etsy you want to promote. We just don't do the Squarespace shit here, y'all. This is y'all's mixtape yeah, so too. If you got body butters, if you got bundles you want to sell, yes. you got uh, goddamn cream creamy custards and oils and Pink. whatever black women black women yeah yeah we shit holler at us you know we can talk about that uh talk about pricing and all that good stuff um me backslash black joy if you would like to contribute show your love for the black black joy anniversary mm-hmm. um and where can they find you amber they can find me at amber j phillips across social media platforms Preferably Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. And y'all can find me at Jazz on Your Mind on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And what about you, Malaya? You can find me at, at him, him underscore Malaya on all social media platforms. Malaya Lynch on Facebook, even though I don't really be on Facebook often, but check me out. And the Honeypot Hangout, where is that? Yes, the Honeypot Hangout currently lives on Etsy dot com backslash shop backslash honeypot hangout um you can check out my readings the sessions that i offer uh we will be moving Which I'm, in, I'm i'm in need of one i'm due for one word yes so <laughs> hit me up um see what the cars have in store for you we will be i'm gonna try to no i'm not gonna try i am moving all of my products to a different platform um so i won't be using etsy anymore mm-hmm. but 
Um, follow all social media. Follow all her social media to find out when that move happens. Yes. And also, follow Brown and Bruja. It is a YouTube channel that I'm starting with my homegirl, Ale, Sword Ale, on Instagram. Um, yeah, we're just talking about being magical as black and brown women. It's great. Yes. Mm. And talking <laughs> shit on YouTube. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Word, word, word. Well, that was our Black Joy anniversary. Congratulations. You hustled. You made it. We're here. Yes. Another year down. More to go. They say the first year is the year of all the learning, of all the mishaps, of all the things. Mm. So I wish us another year of abundance. Yeah. Shay. And I just want to uh, just say... Damn, Amber, the high priestess of Black Joy. What an honor and glory to do this with you mm. for this past year. Um, I've just been really sitting with how fucking fearless and bold we've been this mm-hmm. whole year. Yeah. Like, the, all, so, every time. So much Weekly. adversity, and we had the nerve to still show up. Um, we still I had. Can't wait to, for the behind the scenes. This is how you lose a group of friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you get hit two thousand clicks right before noon <laughs> and yes. lose your graphic design. <laughs> <laughs> you um yes. So. <laughs> I you know but. Man, I just want to say, Amber, I am just so proud of us. Mm-hmm. Like, Working Festival, I know we keep talking about Working Festival and keep giving that these plugs. That shit was amazing, though. But it was just wild to be like, what? We actually doing all this? Mm-hmm. And, like, and part of it is, like, you know, technical skills. Like, Amber is always figuring out something new to do. <laughs> um because she is a gadget-ass woman. Like, she keeps a gadget around. Like, she was one of the first motherfuckers with a spinner and shit. (laughs) I'm over you, Jasmine. I'm for real. I just feel like you're phenomenal at making sure we remain as bold as we claim to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that is just such... um, such a skill for black girls to have. Like, mm-hmm. I can tell you of zero other places where I feel like I'm being as honest, as open, as awkward as I am. Like, no, we're about to talk about love and relationships. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm so awkward about it, but I am. Like, even when I tell Jasmine my, like, hookup stories, I'm like, so here's how it took me three months. <laughs> so I'm grateful for that because I feel like when we first started, too, it was like, am I going to cuss on this? Will I ever be myself again? And it was like, no, bitch, this is yourself. Right. And it's lit. And like, it's lit we, like, And we had to practice. We, we man, Black Joy Mixtape is a year old, but this mug was in gestation for like almost three years. And you can yeah. thank every banger. <laughs> every banger to Jasmine. <laughs> Yeah, Amber definitely lets me know whether or not I am too out of pocket with my choices. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I can do that. I have the luxury of hearing some of them at the house. 
tired too, so I'm grateful. I must well. say, yeah, I feel like needed me on this last track considering what happened after was like necessary. Oh, mm-hmm. let me just say the mixtape, man, we they do the behind the music, like the music. I'm telling you, just, just now, let me tell you. The music choices be shady. I'm waiting for <laughs> wait till we give the background behind why we choose the music though. Yeah, SoundCloud. Everything's an opportunity to respond when you built your own fucking platform. Man, Black say. films are mm-hmm. the mixtape, period. Taking notes. Yeah. yeah. I'm grateful for us meeting challenges and pushing through those challenges mm-hmm. to keep doing the thing that we knew was valuable and that we love, yeah. which was speaking to our people exactly how we speak to free ourselves and each other and to expose people who may have gotten to this Black Joy mixtape through the Breakfast Club or through Rolling Show or what have you and be entered to a whole new world that is not on display pods right now. Pods of color. Right. Yeah. Pods of color, like meeting pods um, Barry Y'all in person. Y'all friends. Like, yeah, so like much. Morgan, even Morgan, Morgan. like working our with engineer. us. Our engineer. Our <laughs> engineer is off of the weight that we so boldly decided to hit record on this shit. I'm thankful that when we heard no from them, we heard them saying about themselves, I don't feel like I'm I enough. Yeah, I can't continue and because this I don't you. feel like I'm enough, I don't think you are either. Mm-hmm. And like, rather than internalizing that message, like, we just still push through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, and just being like, the Black Joy mixtape has just made me practice a muscle. Like, mm-hmm. the muscle of like being enough. Yeah. If I'm enough to do this every week, shit, what else am I enough what to do? What else can I do? How else this. can I show up as my whole self? Where else can I do it? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to I don't have to live in uh as a segmented person. Mm-hmm. I don't. I really don't. Yes, and not be afraid. Yeah. yeah. And if if that's true for me, like what 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 is the possibility for all of us, mm-hmm. you know? And we're having small wins right now, and I just love how the Black Joy Jubilee turns up for all of them. Like, <laughs> even the refinery felt like we made it, and it's like we still got more to do. But they looked great. <laughs> I still get hit about Jasmine's outfit and her thighs. Yes, just a glow. People be texting me like, "So you look great, but what was Jasmine wearing?" I was like, "Okay, bitch." Meanwhile, and when we out of Public Amber show up with all this ass and no waist, and then got the nerve to have titties too, and then got That's the nerve to have locks flourishing. Yes, just what is that? And then we had the nerve, so don't let me, Malaya. Uh, goddamn, see bitches. Uh, like, don't let it just be a brigade of us. It's yes. just a lot of energy. Yeah, like it's walking just, down the street is an honor. It is. Like, uh, I feel like I I have arrived. Like, yeah, it's not only me. Look at these bitches. It's Look a brigade. <laughs> <laughs> you better bless the ground we are standing on. Goddamn, yes. touch it. You better bless <laughs> I don't even want to talk about our personal life since the black joint. Well, we kind of did, but you know. Hey, I'm the king great. of the South. Goddamn, double entendre. Take it how you want. Hey. <laughs> Not just geography, you know. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're <laughs> Rappers need apply. <laughs> Personalities, influences. Yes. Get your blessing you. if you want to. I don't. I, that's all I got. 
<laughs> what else do I want to share? <laughs> yeah, we we did it. Fuck everything you heard. Ask us directly. <laughs> it's probably true anyway. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Give them something to talk about. Shit. <laughs> this is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the king of the south. And you just listened to the, the Black Joy mixtape. Hey, what it do? Um, Happy Black Joy Yeah.